Greetings, Body of Messiah. Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's laws and commandments. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, previous to this, we got into what the word work concerning the Shabbat meant in Hebrew, that it means employment occupation, business. And when it uses the word labor and work, it's referring to the labor and work that is done on our jobs, on our businesses, uh, so on and so forth. And so today, what we want to talk about is that Yahshua, Yahshua is master of the Shabbat. Yeshua is master of the Shabbat. Let's go to Matthew 12. And again, I'm trying to keep this as short as possible so that you can absorb the purpose and the intent of Yahweh's Spirit as He teaches us concerning the Sabbath. Alright, so verse 12, chapter 12, verse 1. Now, first of all, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16, it says, Not to let anyone judge you concerning the Sabbath, the feast days, the new moon, so on and so forth. Concerning, you know, what you eat or what you drink. And so what the Apostle Paul was conveying is because people were harassing new believers that came out of paganism and they were keeping the Shabbat, they were keeping the feast days, they were observing the new moon, they were not eating unclean foods, and he said, don't let them bug you. Don't let them judge you. Now, in the same way, there are a lot of people that may be called into quote-unquote work on the Shabbat in an emergency situation. And we're going to see in Scripture that when you're doing something to be a blessing, to help someone who's in a jam, even if it's your employer, or like here we had Hurricane Ian, and we were helping people, that were in situations, and I'm a locksmith by trade, they couldn't get in their house, you know, <clears throat> and so they called us, and my employer, not on the seventh day Sabbath, but on a feast day, asked me if I could please work, because a lot of people, they were just jammed up with calls, and they were locked out, <clears throat> and, you know, they had no place to go. And so I did that, and even though in my head I was really wrestling with it because I've just been instilled, no work on the, the Sabbath, no work of any kind on the feast day, and that is not uh, the intent of Yahweh. Now, again, you can take this out of context and 
you know, you can go and do things and you say, well, I'm just, you know, visiting someone, doing something for good, you know, but it's all according to your heart. Yahweh knows your heart. If you're just using it as an excuse, you know, to be with someone, to go shopping, you know, whatever, Yahweh knows you're not going to, you're not going to fool him. You might fool people, but you're not going to fool him. And so, you know, when you, when you go, and we're going to see it in the scripture, and your heart and your purpose is to help someone, that's doing good on the Shabbat. And we, the body of Messiah, have no right to judge anybody concerning how they keep the Sabbath. Now, if they keep it on the first day of the week, well, that's obviously wrong because that's not, that's not when the Shabbat is. The Shabbat is the seventh day of the week. And so, um, but in a case like this, we have no grace from Yahweh to place any type of judgment on someone or even on ourselves if we feel bad because we went and we we helped out for a short time, we worked for a short time, you know, we help people that may have lost everything, cleaned up, you know, you look at first responders and all that, you know, they are helping people that are destitute, you know, when they restored power, you know, um, electrical people, telephone people, cable people, internet people, well, many of them, if they keep in our Torah observant, they had to work on the Shabbat. And, you know, they're doing good. Even though they're getting paid for it, they're helping people. You know, there are a lot of people here in Florida that are elderly, and they can't take the heat. I know each year Linda and I less and less can take the heat. But I know, you know, from talking to my family that already this is middle of October, and they're already in pain in their bodies because of the cold climate where they live in. And another friend, you know, same way. And so, you know, it's six to one, half dozen of the other on that subject. But let's look at Matthew 12. Yeshua is the master. He's the only one that can judge you and how you are keeping the Sabbath. And if you stay with Yeshua long enough, he will correct you where you need to be corrected. Now what happens with a lot of people, the enemy, you know, tempts them and takes them down a path that many of them have not recovered from. All because they were being strong and doing what they thought was right on, uh, concerning the Sabbath, but then they let someone talk them into or they talk themselves into going down this path and they've yet to recover from it. So just be aware. Okay, at that time Yeshua went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were and hungered, and began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. I apologize. I know I hear the locusts in the background. They're irritating, but I apologize, but I can't help that. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, Thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. Now, 
they thought it was not lawful according to the rabbi's traditions. Not, they didn't, not according to Yahweh's laws and commandments. Not according to the Torah, but according to Yahweh's laws, or not Yahweh's, according to the rabbi's traditions. Where the rabbi's traditions said many things. And like we said in that last teaching, one of the traditions they have is you can't turn electricity on. Another tradition they have is, it, you, you know, you, can, you can't turn electricity on, but if you turn the light bulb off in the refrigerator, you can still use the refrigerator. That just doesn't make sense. You can't put toothpaste on a toothbrush, but you can squirt the toothpaste in your mouth and then put the, tooth, the toothbrush in your mouth. That truly doesn't make any sense. And these are just a few of the things that Yeshua came and said, you are obeying the rabbi's traditions more than you are obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. And so according to the Pharisees, the rabbi's um, traditions that they said were Yahweh's laws and commandments but were not Yahweh's laws and commandments, that's how they judged this. And he said in verse 3, But he said unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungered, and they were with him? He entered into the house of Yahweh, and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests. Now, right here, Yeshua just nails them. Verse 5, Or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? Okay? You may literally break the Sabbath when you go out to help someone cut a tree down because it's, it's crushed on their house, crushed on their car, or in the road and no one can get by. You may break that, the Shabbat by doing that, but you'll be held blameless. Why? Yeshua is the master of the Shabbat, and you are doing good to help people, to relieve people of stress and anxiety or of something negative that has happened in their life. He says in verse 6, But I say unto you, this is Yeshua, the Messiah that in this place is one greater than the temple. This just opened my... When I read this this morning, I never saw this before. Yeshua is saying He's greater than the temple. Now, what is much of the Torah and Judaism about? It's all about the, about the temple. They honor the temple. They're looking for the temple to be rebuilt. And I get it. But he said that he is greater than the temple. He is greater than the temple. Yeshua is greater than a physical temple. It's no longer about a physical temple. Now this doesn't have anything to do with this teaching. That's why tithes and offerings are still in according with the Torah. Why? It's not about giving to the temple. It's about giving to Yahweh's body, to Yahweh's fivefold ministries, to Yahweh's people, 
that are struggling financially or that are in need of food or water or help to pay bills. That's where the tithes and the offerings belong. Yes, it's to help the minister uh, provide for them and for their families. And yes, it's to help um, pay some bills. But predominantly, it's to help the whole body. And see, the whole body of Messiah is the temple. So when you give your tithes and offerings, you're still honoring the temple. Why? We are the temple of Yahweh's Spirit when Yeshua comes to dwell within us. Keep your finger there. Let's go, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. It says, Know you not that you are the temple of Yahweh. Do you not know, or Paul is saying, do you not understand that you are the temple of Yahweh and that the Spirit of Yahweh dwells in you? We, the body of Messiah, those that are Torah observant, those that have been born from above and filled with the Ruach, we are Yahweh's temple. We are Yahweh's temple. And Yeshua is the master of the Shabbat. And he is greater than the temple, the physical temple. He is greater than even us, the spiritual temple. And when we give to Yahweh's body, to his spiritual temple, whether it's to other individuals to help a widow or widower or to help someone in need or whether it's to give to a ministry, you are giving to Yahweh's temple. And that's why that is still a biblical commandment that we are to obey. Now, um, a week or so ago, I shared a teaching by another Messianic brother about, it was in-depth and it was so accurate about tithes and offerings, about the tithe. And you know, not one person on my, on my Facebook, on Facebook page, or on other places that I shared with it, listened to it. Not, at least I don't, I believe that's accurate. It might be just one or two, but there, there weren't many people that listened to it, um, and there was nobody that commented on it. That tells you just how much, and this individual shares just how much, even in the Torah movement, in the Messianic movement, or what do you want to call it, Hebrew roots, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to believe it. They don't want to obey it. Why? Because money is their God. They're so afraid they won't have enough. When Yeshua says, give, then it shall be given unto you. And he also said that the majority of the people that give, earn under $20,000 a year. He all, this, this minister also said that people that make over 70000 a year, they give the least. He also said that the people that give, uh, that are debt-free, give the least. And those that are in debt give the most. Why? 
because that's how you get out of debt through the principles of giving and receiving. Anyways, that's just a side note. And so it says here, Know you not that you are the temple of Yahweh. And Matthew said, remember Matthew is written in Hebrew. Matthew said, Yeshua said, There is one greater here than the temple. Understand that, fellow believers. Torah, Messianic believers. Yeshua is greater than the temple. And let Yahweh's Spirit give you the understanding and revelation concerning that. Now go, here's another good verse, Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 21, it says, In whom all the building fitly framed together grows unto a holy temple in Yahweh, grows to a holy temple in Yahweh. So we are the temple of Yahweh's Spirit. We are Yahweh's temple. Now go back to Matthew 12. That was just a side journey, verse 6. Yeshua said that in this place is one greater than the temple. So just think of how much focus the Jews... Israel, Torah believers put on the temple. And he said there's one greater. There's one more worthy of your focus. And that is Messiah Yeshua. Alright, verse 7. But if you had not known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. Now he's talking about... The Pharisees were condemning Yeshua, condemning the disciples for breaking the Sabbath. And he says, if you would have known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. I threw out on Facebook a few weeks ago, if helping people in the hurricane after the hurricane, on the Shabbat, was wrong. And I would say it was probably close to split 50-50. But I can guarantee you this, those that said it was wrong, if they were in that position, if they just had everything destroyed, or if they couldn't get into their house, and they'd been two days without food and water, um, they needed you know, to clean up, they needed, you know, whatever. They needed to see if their home was still um, damaged or destroyed on the inside. They would have said, yes, please help us. And that's what Yeshua is meaning. That we are to have mercy, even when it's a Shabbat. If someone comes across your path that needs help, you know, someone calls you and says, hey, can, can you come and jump my car? I, I got to do this, that, or the other, or, you know, whatever the case may be, even though technically it breaks the Shabbat. He said that you'll be held guiltless because what overrides everything 
is compassion and mercy. Doing unto others as you would want them to do unto you. Now, if you're doing something for selfish reasons, then that doesn't apply. You're, you broke the Shabbat, and you know you will have to deal with the consequences. All right. Then he says, For the Son of Man is master even of the Sabbath day. The Son of Man, Yeshua, is master of the Sabbath day. He is master of the Sabbath day. And then it says, And when he departed thence, he went into their synagogue. Now notice, I caught this this morning. I never saw this before. He said, their synagogue. Not his synagogue. Not his temple. Their synagogue. The Pharisee synagogue. And that gives me more things to ponder. Was in Yahweh's synagogue. It says their synagogue. That just makes you think. And then it says, And behold, there was a man which had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? that they might accuse him. They weren't looking for truth. They weren't looking for understanding. They were accusing him just like so many. I read, and I hate to say this, you know, on Facebook and other pages, they're accusational. They're mean-spirited. And these are people of Torah, and I don't get it. They're not compassionate. You know, it seems like, you know, coming out of Christianity, most people in Christianity... We're compassionate, we're merciful, we're gentle, we're meek, we're humble. And you don't see that much in the Torah observant body of Messiah. And, and that has to change. That has to be repented of. Everything that overrides any commandment is you being merciful, you being gracious. That's why Yeshua said, you have... You need to learn. Here, let me read it. Uh, but if ye had known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. See, it, it takes sacrifice to keep the Sabbath, to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. And he said, if you would have learned... I will have mercy and not sacrifice. You wouldn't condemn those that are really seeking for truth. You wouldn't condemn those that have fallen short and, you know, disobeyed the Sabbath or were put in a situation where they didn't know what to do and they just yielded and did something they shouldn't have done. Or maybe they ate some pork and they knew they shouldn't have, but they ate it because they were tempted. Or maybe they got drunk. They knew they shouldn't have, but they did it. Or maybe they smoked some weed, or whatever the case may be. They knew they shouldn't, but they did. He says, everything that overrides the Torah, His laws and commandments, is to be merciful and, to, and be gracious and to have sacrifice for them. Be gentle. What did the Apostle Paul say? He said, restoring people with the Spirit of of meekness.
with the spirit of meekness. One of the things that's in my heart to bring restoration to our nation is to Torah, that our nation would observe Torah, observe the Sabbath, observe the feast, and know his name. The other thing is for the body, that the body would understand just how powerful and important tithes and offerings are. I give, Linda and I, we've given tithes and offerings ever since we began to learn of it in the early 80s. And Yahweh has been blessing us more and more. When we began to keep the Sabbath, that blessing skyrocketed. Why? What, blessed is the man who fears Yahweh and delights greatly in his commandments. Hallelujah. So back to our teaching. So they asked him about whether it's lawful to heal on the Sabbath. And he said to them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it falls into the pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold of it and lift it out? And that would take a, a decent amount of work. Luke 13 talks about how much more important man is when the woman with the spirit of infirmity was healed. And there's another version that says that if your ox falls into the ditch, now that'd be like a big cow. Now just think how much work and how many people it would take to get that animal out and then to give it some water, so on and so forth. It would take an enormous amount of work. And Yahweh said that is permissible. So when you do good on the Shabbat, when you do good for the person's good, or for a group of people's good, or for a family's good, or for a boss's good, or for an employer's good, or for a ministry's good, you will not be held accountable. You will be guiltless in Yahweh's eyes. Now, we don't practice that. We don't look for that. We don't use it as an excuse because if our heart is to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments, our heart is to do no employment, no business, no occupational labor and work on the Shabbat. Doesn't talk, it's not talking about doing dishes. It's not talking about warming up a meal on the stove or in the microwave. It's not talking about going to the refrigerator and getting a bottle of water or juice or milk or whatever. It's not talking about, you know, not making your bed. It's not talking about that. It's talking about occupational labor. And then he says, how much better is a man, how much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on Sabbath days. It is well, it is, it is lawful, it is lawful to do well on Sabbath days. You may want to make someone a meatloaf dinner on the Shabbat. You may want to make someone some turkey, bacon, and eggs and take it to a neighbor just to be a blessing. You may want to bake a cake for a person next door 
just to bring them something sweet or whatever the case may be. He said it is lawful to do good if you're doing it for that person's benefit, for that person's well-being, for that person's good, for that person's need, or to be just a blessing. Yeshua said it is lawful. Why? Because he's master of the Shabbat. He's the one that says what is permitted and what is not permitted. And what is permitted is doing good. What is not permitted is doing selfish things. Then he, then said he to the man, stretch forth your hand. And he stretched it forth and it was restored whole like the other. Now, we read, we uh, went to, went to this, uh, mentioned it, Luke 13. Luke 13 says, verse 10, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Here's a good study. See if he ever says Yahweh synagogues, my synagogues, the Creator synagogues, um, so on and so forth. And I bet you, you'll never find it. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And Yeshua saw her and he called her to him and said, Woman, you are set free, loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified Yahweh. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Yeshua had healed on the Shabbat and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work, and in them therefore come and be healed not on the Shabbat. Yeshua then answered him. Notice they didn't say it was, it was against Torah. It was against Yahweh's laws and commandments. It was against their ideas of Yahweh's commandments. Then Yeshua said, You hypocrite, do you not do not each of you, every one of these Pharisees, loose his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead him away to watering? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, who is bound, Satan has bound, these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Now here, this, this confirms what I said in my previous teaching about work. How that the children of Israel, they're an agricultural people. They had animals. And we need to use common sense that animals need to be fed and watered, and that's considered work. And that Yahweh and Yeshua never meant that you are not to do watering your animals, you know, feeding your animals, milking your animals, all that's work. Because it says right here, he said, do not each of you Pharisees on the Shabbat loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead him to watering. Now, when you have a ranch, when you have a farm, or when you are taking care of a large number 
of animals, you have to see to it that they are well taken of, and sometimes that might take three, four, five hours on a Shabbat. Now, if possible, you can put out the water and, and grain and food for them the day before, but if that's not possible, like I know we used to have a Siberian Husky, if you put out a bag of food, he'd eat that whole bag. He wouldn't just eat a little bit, go do his thing, come back six hours later, eat a little bit more. No, he'd gulf down that whole thing. Same way with a cow, same way with a donkey, same way with, with an oxen, same way with a horse. They would just eat and eat and eat till they're almost busted. So we see here that they did take care of their animals. And again, it's not referring to work like around your house, your chores, your responsibilities. It's referring to laborious work from your employment. And here, Yeshua called the Pharisees hypocrites because they even do this thing on the do this on the Shabbat. And he said, This woman whom Satan had bound, she should be loosed, set free on the on the Sabbath, on the Shabbat. So we see here that Yeshua is master of the Shabbat. And that when you do well, when you do things for others on the Shabbat, that is for their benefit. It's for them doing good. Here, let's go back. Let me just quote that one more time out of the book of Matthew, chapter 12. Um, Yeshua said in verse 12, It is lawful to do well on the Shabbat. So it is lawful for you to have mercy upon those that have just been, you know, suffering, you know, whether it was a judgment, whether it was an attack of the enemy, whether it was just natural, whatever. It is well, it is, it is lawful for you to do well for them. And same way, if you were in that position, you would want someone to help you, to be gracious to you, and to be merciful. And Yeshua said, whenever you do that, you are fulfilling Yahweh's laws and commandments, the royal law of love. And that is when you love your, your neighbor as yourself. So I pray that this brought you some clarity, some understanding of what is of Yahweh on the Shabbat and what is not of Yahweh on the Shabbat and what is of Messiah Yeshua. Yeshua is the master of the Shabbat. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, Yahweh bless you. Yahweh make his face shine upon you. Yahweh give you understanding and that we all would keep learning and growing in understanding his laws and commandments. You can connect with us at YahwehYeshuaAssembly.com. You can connect with us, Mark Pulley, on Facebook and our Facebook page, Yahweh Yeshua assembly on our first Facebook page. Have a great week. Shalom, shalom.